Welcome to Let's Get Practical. This podcast is about church communications from a practical standpoint. It's about what works and what doesn't. It's about helping you cut through all the clutter and noise and getting straight to the point. And today we're talking about communicating about the coronavirus. Yes, at some point I knew we were going to have to talk about the coronavirus. I was trying to avoid it, but it has grown to a point in our culture, in our news, that it's something that all of us at some point are going to have to address. And if you're a church communicator, you're probably trying to think through how you talk about this with your congregation. How do you communicate out what's going on? How are you planning to continue church life in the midst of the fact that you may not be able to meet as a church in a physical location? You have to think meet about online or how do you communicate? How this is going to happen? How do you plan for all of this? So I want to give you four tips for how you can communicate and craft your church life, if you will, in a coronavirus-like environment where everything is kind of shut down or at least shifted in such a way that it's disrupts the normal church life flow. So here we go. Tip number one, be clear and concise about what your church is doing in response to the coronavirus. One of the things I think for a lot of us when we're communicating, we tend to want to be super detailed and we want to be almost have a lot. You want to, you almost kind of want to put out too much information or you want to uh, kind of almost overwhelm your audience. And when you happen, when you do that, you really end up not communicating anything because you're communicating too much. You're not clear. You're not concise. In other words, you're not using bullet points, you're using paragraphs. You're not saying exactly what you want your audience to do. Uh, well, how do you want them to pray? How do you want them to prepare? How do you want them to act on Sunday morning? Be very clear and concise in regards to the response for the coronavirus. The more clear and concise you are, the better chance people are going to have to take the information, absorb it, and then actually act on it. If you give them too much information, what's going to happen is, is they're not going to absorb it. They're just going to gloss through it, and they're not really going to get the information out of it that you want. So be clear and concise about what your church is doing in response to the coronavirus. Two, plan on having systems in place for multiple updates as the coronavirus uh, evolves in your community. When you're thinking about communicating about this, this is not going to be a one-time, we communicated and we're done. This is something by which you're going to have to be consistently communicating and updating as your state changes things from maybe a epidemic to community widespread, uh, panic, if you will, or whatever terminology your community is going to use, or if your school systems are shutting down, you have multiple, multiple updates in place, systems in place by which you can give people multiple updates even throughout the day or throughout the weeks of what's going on. This is not a one time when you communicate it out with an email and you're kind of one and done. So for us, what does that mean? We're going to be communicating via email. We've also got text messaging set up where if you sign up for our text message updates, you'll get text message updates every time we have an update about the coronavirus and how we're responding to that. So that's what we're doing. We are sending multiple updates, hopefully throughout the next few weeks, but this is not going to be a one and done situation. You're going to have to keep your congregation updated as things go along. This lets them know that you're constantly thinking about this and you're thinking about them and what's in their best interest. And this is not something by which you've just communicated once and not thought about it again. Tip number three, think through all the digital extensions of your church. When I talk about digital extensions, I'm talking about what is normal church life stuff that has a digital natural extension that can still function even though you may not currently be meeting physically in a location. So those could be things like online giving. If you have giving, you can do that online via text, via website, via mobile app. You have uh, different things like Tithely, uh, onlinegiving.org, different companies that have got stuff set up for you to handle your online giving. So giving is a one key thing that's a digital extension that's easy to do that you can still have even though you're not physically meeting in the same building. Uh, within that, also think about online community. How are you going to shape community? Yes, 
there are some times when you're going to have to create a community that can't physically meet in the building. Does that mean you create Facebook groups for all of your small groups? Maybe your church is the size where you, size where you can create a Facebook group just for your congregation. If you don't have that stuff set up, this is a great time to set those things up. If you do have those things set up and maybe them in dormant because people haven't been really that active on those things, this is maybe a time to kind of knock the dust off and reemphasize these are the places we've got yeah, these are the things we have in place to help us form online community. That's where you can post prayer requests, needs. This is how you can figure out who needs to care. This is the kind of stuff you're going to need to do, even like going live in Facebook for that matter, to kind of keep people uh, feeling that they're part of a community that's greater than themselves. Because during this virus that's that's going right now, as we do more social distancing, we can easily become detached from people and studies show that when you do that, you can easily slide into depression, all those things. We want to avoid that. So make sure people understand what kind of online community systems you have in place. And I think another great thing you could do here in terms of extending the digital life of your church is podcasts. I think podcasts are another great easy way to do that. You can easily set your pastor up with an account on Anchor and they can use their iPhone. They can just maybe record like a daily devotional. Uh, They can maybe even do a daily prayer where they, people can email in their prayer requests. The pastor prays over those prayer requests right inside of the, on the iPhone app. And people feel like they're part of greater something themselves, especially when the people, a lot of people right now are living in fear of what's going on in their community around them. So podcasts are a great, easy way to do that because it doesn't require video, doesn't require a camera. It's just honestly, you can use your phone, use anchor.fm. And before you know it, you got a podcast up and running. And it's a great way to communicate with people about what's going on with the coronavirus, but also a great way to kind of uh, make people not feel quite as alone because it feels like somebody's right there with them talking them through what's going on in the world around them. And tip number four, determine how you're going to get people back. Okay. One of the things you got, this is what I would call a retention plan. One of the things we have to think through is, is let's say your church is shut down for say like four to six, maybe even up to eight weeks. I don't know what that's going to look like for your community, but it could be a while until your church doors reopen. One of the things you have to think through is, is that church life for a lot of your people has become part of the daily, the the weekly natural rhythm. So every Sunday they know at like 9 a.m. they're going to go to worship. Well, you're going to be breaking that habit anywhere between four to eight weeks. So if that habit's broken, then all of a sudden now Sundays are spent, say, maybe they maybe they watch online worship, but maybe they watch and they binge Netflix and they have brunch at their house or maybe they have, you know, friends over, if you will. Maybe that they, they do those type of things. All of a sudden they go to the park and they do things that they, you know, you can do in a, you know, in a Corona, Corona type environment, coronavirus type environment. But they all of a sudden they start experiencing this new life where church is no longer part of the, the daily rhythms and patterns in terms of weekly patterns and rhythms in their life. When that happens to you, when you don't have that a part of your life, all of a sudden you create these new habits. You've got to figure out a way to break those new habits they formed and get them back into the habit to what you want, which is, Hey, I want you to be here on Sunday. I want you to be part of a small group. I want you to be worshiping with us with another within the community of believers. That's the kind of thing you got to think through of how you're going to bring people back. Um, that can't be something simple as we're going to send an email and tell people, hey, guess what? The doors are open. We're going to put a message on our Facebook page or we're going to put something on our website. This has got to be much more intentional. I suggest you look at utilizing your small group leaders, do an old school phone tree, start calling people and hey, we can't wait to see you this Sunday. Things are back up and running. We can't wait to see you to worship. Here's what we're going to be. Here's what we're going to be speaking on. Here's what's going to be happening. 
think through those type of things of how you're going to get people back in the door because they've created new rhythms and new patterns by which you're going to have to think through how you break, if you will, and get them back into the pattern which existed beforehand, which is being part of the community of life of believers. So I think this is one of those unique opportunities you have to rethink how you would retain somebody. And so this is something I think is going to be really important. I think for a lot of us, if we're not careful, we may not get those people back. And all of a sudden you may be at like, say 20% less attendance because of the fact that people just kind of developed a whole new set of habits. And uh, they, they seem to like that habit versus the current habit they have, which is attending, uh, attending your church. So you want to think through that as well. So those are the four tips that I think will help you as you're communicating and rethinking church life in the middle of the coronavirus. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Let's get practical. I appreciate it. If you can do us a favor, leave us a rating on iTunes. You can subscribe there as well. You can also check us out on Spotify and Google Play. Until next time, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.